0: You're listening to I Got That One.
1: Presented by Tom and Yvonne.
0: You know, when the Queen passed, I was under the impression that it wasn't really going to affect our lives because, you know, we don't live in the country anymore. We don't really interact with that many Brits outside of my family. So I thought, yeah, this is not really going to affect me. And then they had the temerity to move University Challenger half an hour early. Oh
1: my goodness! The world ended, I think, at that moment.
0: It just messed with my internal clock like you wouldn't believe. And the worst part is, is that for some reason there it was
1: it wasn't even a thirty minute delay. It was like thirty eight minute delay.
0: Well, it's no more like 22 because there was Ah, some kind of delay and so that kind of had a knock-on effect with all of the uh, subsequent programming.
1: I know, right? Can't think of a worse possible outcome of this whole thing.
0: Absolutely scandalous. (laughs) How dare they, you know, move stuff around for the passing of the longest reigning British monarch in history? I know, I know. Um, If you're expecting us to say something, um, nah.
1: Well, because this is not a Queen podcast and it's a university challenge. Podcast.
0: Neither of the band or of the monarch.
1: Yes. So, anyway, we saw Coventry versus Cardiff. Indeed. Um, this week. And it was Coventry's debut for so the first time ever. Well, that's our debut. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: indeed. <laughs> but having said that, it's always very exciting when a team makes their very first entry into yeah. a televised version and of it's an this.
1: achievement in itself. So, I think I oh, sure. should be proud of the Coventry team.
0: Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, um, the score was definitely not one of the highest. In fact, it was, uh, fairly low. We
1: have seen lower. Though.
0: We have definitely seen lower. Have we seen it close to zero once?
1: Yeah, I think we call that episode Bloodbath.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, that was, that was a very unfortunate one. Yeah. So having said that, uh, the debut is always really scary. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that even though they maybe got a little bit uh kind of stressed near the end yeah I feel like they were pretty good at keeping it cool for most of this um uh, yeah I think
1: show. so there were a few drop points unfortunately but it was a mm. good it was a good showing um you can also think about how a lot of other teams that have, uh, you know, alumni mm. at university challenge. You have people to support you. You probably have um, a bit more of a, yeah, support system, a network, uh, more strategies. Whereas this time you kind of come in, Uh, fresh so a lot of uh, odds against them but I think overall they they had a good uh, good run
0: oh yeah for sure and I guess the more poetic way of putting it would be that this team walked so that the future Coventry team could run yeah
1: that's lovely that's a lovely sentiment
0: Tom I thank you um so yeah let's just quickly talk about uh the makeup of the Coventry team actually we should talk about just in general. We had two uh, journalism degrees this Yeah, time exactly. Around.
1: So, Barati doing automotive journalism, mm-hmm. and then Wimper is from Cardiff doing news journalism, but, which, by the way, I want to talk about what automotive journalism is. It seems like a very, very specific degree.
0: It does, right? I mean, maybe it involves some kind of mechanical understanding of automotive stuff.
1: Yeah, or maybe even business trends around... Yeah. Automotive vehicles? Yes. I wonder if that extends to planes and other non-car vehicles.
0: I mean, you might be right. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: well, potentially. According to Google, um, automo- automotives or automobiles um, refer to more than just cars and trucks, but also planes, um, motorbikes and so on.
0: I see. Okay. Well, I guess it makes sense because automotive just means that it's uh self-propellant, right? Yeah. So that could mean anything which has an engine, pretty much.
1: Yeah, so again, the question, uh, what do you study in automotive journalism? Actually, uh, Bharati, technically, uh, technically,
0: technically, we move by our own propellant. Are we automotive Uh
1: Well, <laughs> that's a question. It's a philosophy question. It's for a philosophy major
0: term. Uh, philosophy journalism.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I have to say, news journalism sounds a little bit uh, kind of tautological, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> it does, right? So again, Wimper is, uh, we're out there listening Please tell us what you do. It's, it's
0: <laughs> What you do.
1: We're very fascinated by these degrees. But anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, for the rest of the Coventry team, I actually thought the rest of their degrees were really interesting. We had Herod doing a PhD in ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of tell us about your degree, I mean, tell us about this one. This one's yes. incredible. What's your thesis about? Mm. Um, we'd actually love to hear that. And then we had Goyal doing English Lit, yep. and then Whiting doing Environment Management and Sustainability.
0: I feel like we've seen more and more people take that degree as uh, the seasons and, have gone on. Yeah, and
1: the need for such a thing increases.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely become more of a hop-on topic, and Maybe there's a very lucrative uh, career in finding ways to sustainably do uh, horrific capitalism.
1: I I definitely think there is. (laughs) Hopefully that's more than what they learn. Yeah, I hope so too. I think the uh, the Coventry team was more social sciences heavy, uh, as we can see. Whereas Cardiff, uh, there's a bit more of a balance there with obviously news journalism, also chemistry, maths and psychology. So much more
0: balance. Yeah, that's definitely more the kind of split you expect to see in these kind of teams. Yeah. Um, one more thing I'll say before we move on is it's always nice to see uh, someone who is not, um, from the UK doing English literature as a degree program. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just cool that, um, to know that Gold is doing that.
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of, Formal study English literature.
0: Yeah. Like standard GCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let's move right. on from this very uncomfortable revelation. All
1: right. So what did you think about the cohesion of the teams?
0: So I think we briefly touched on the country thing. I don't want to add too much because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be maybe laying it on a little bit thick. But I feel like, you know, they did had a very brave attempt and whilst it didn't go their way, I think that at the very least, there's been some valuable lessons learned and uh, they can take that to the next, uh, uh, the next yeah. group who have a go.
1: And then on the other side, I thought the Cardiff team actually had really good team cohesion. Mm-hmm. I thought they worked together really well. We had Revel coming in with many starters. True. Um, but I think they, they managed to connect that with a lot of bonus questions, answer they worked together well. I think they tapped on each other's um, expertise really well. So And with a score of 230, it's, it's one of the higher ones that we've seen so far. That's true. So it's hard to say if we can see Cardiff move further in the competition, maybe if they were up against a stronger competitor, things might have gone differently so again these are these are things that you just have to see over time.
0: yeah these are hypotheticals um at this stage, I'm not fully certain yeah. uh, because whilst it is a very respectable score 230 I'm definitely not taking away from that. There were definitely moments where the conferring went on a little bit longer than was necessary. Mm-hmm and at least once they talked themselves out of uh, getting the correct answer right
1: because they, they said it just too late just when Paxman
0: Yes, that was a thing. Right I, yeah, I feel like uh, Paxman was getting a little bit annoyed with that team yeah, near yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a shame uh, although it's kind of nice to see uh, kind of the shadow of uh, old Paxman <laughs> when he was absolutely ruthless to the teams. Yeah. Which is only a few short years ago because mm-hmm. he was pretty cutthroat with uh, the uh, Imperial team when yeah, Brandon was, I on was on it. it. Um, but, yeah, uh, other than that, I think that there was a nice spread of buzzes yeah. uh, from all four of them. They mm-hmm. definitely had very clear lines of communication, mm-hmm. even if maybe they took a little bit too long. And maybe Revel could stand to be a little bit more kind of decisive on what is going to be the answer they give.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is all matter of practice. We've exactly. We've so many teams... Um, get better throughout their run on university challenge so you
0: never know exactly having seen so many teams over the years we can definitely see teams where there's definitely a chance of getting severe improvements and others where maybe they kind of have a really strong opening but then they can't capitalize on the in the next round yeah. so it really could go either mm-hmm.
1: way yeah it could as, as always does and Absolutely. we don't
0: know what we're talking about <laughs> oh yeah we've made it abundantly <laughs> clear we are just too moderately intelligent people with a little bit more free time than is probably healthy <laughs> talking about uh, a you very <laughs> yes
1: um so what kind of uh, what questions did you like
0: so i have to say uh, your boy did enjoy the round on the legend of zelda titles oh, of course he did despite and this is maybe interesting for you i've never played a single legend of zelda game
1: but i guess it's one of those games that are everywhere right my first introduction to zelda was on a plane those, the entertainment section on the little screen that you get on your plane. Really? Yeah.
0: Which airline was this? Just
1: various airlines.
0: Various <laughs> airlines and Nintendo's <laughs> licenses. Yeah, I
1: mean, you have the, the film section, films, TV shows, and then you have entertainment. Yeah. And then there were games like
0: that. Okay, but normally they're like, you know, shovelware from uh, studios I just truly to make a quick buck. No,
1: there was Mario and Zelda. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh my god they must have spent a lot of money on that license I because, because
1: I think it's one of those games that's been around it's very universal you know I so mean you need not have played it to know what it's about is what I'm saying I
0: mean to be fair the very first Legend of Zelda I could probably play on my uh, watch now or even my calculator to be honest or on your potato (laughs) oh yeah I think I've seen a potato emulator (laughs) of one of those games it's uh, really quite amazing
1: yeah I quite liked um, the question about Virginia Woolf just being rude about various poets as well I think she called um, Ulysses by James Joyce a a pimple or or pimples I thought that was pretty creative
0: well I mean James Joyce was really weird and I find it Ulysses was yeah. And I find it eternal shame that uh, Ulysses is his most famous th- uh, work, when really we should be celebrating his various fetish uh, writings about farting. Oh yeah, well, because I feel like that's far more readable and interesting than you know the longest run-on sentence in the English language. Hey,
1: you know, I think some university challenge question setters listen to us. So hey, if you've got an idea for future questions for next round,
0: then uh... hey, yeah, Linian, if you're listening to us, please, James Joyce farting poems next uh, bonus <laughs> round.
1: Um, Yeah, and then I also like the one about monster movies in the Cold War era.
0: Yes, it's always fun to talk about this. It's a very, I think, malaligned era of cinema because, you know, a lot of people think about all these monster flicks, oh, yeah, you know, they're just like silly, uh, you know, sci fi trash. But actually, so much effort is put into these things. Sometimes I feel like more heart than a lot of uh, Oscar bait that we've seen in recent years.
1: Yeah, and considering all these movies, I think, do reflect. The zeitgeist, mm. and the fears of the time, like nuclear crises, existential dread. Um, I, of course, I mean, any films art that is produced at a certain period of time reflects the causes and the and the concerns of the day. But um, these ones are particularly interesting.
0: You know, that's a very good point because what made Godzilla the very first one so interesting because it is made in Japan nine years after the Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah, bombs. Absolutely. So most both-
1: had so much cultural currency
0: yeah most people going to them market would have vivid memories of either seeing the aftermath or having relatives who passed or if you're that one poor guy who was in both c- cities uh, <laughs> yeah there's this one guy who uh yeah was in hiroshima managed to escape and went to nagasaki oh. to recover <laughs> oh, wow! That's i mean tragic. it is tragic and it's horrible and i apologize for laughing but it's just I
1: you, know, just you what know when, are the
0: odds, what are the chances? When ch- tragedy becomes so obscene, it becomes funny because you have this, to. Is
1: this is how we cope.
0: Exactly. It's pure coping on my end.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like how um, zombie movies are more popular during Democrat presidents in the US and then,
0: no. No, it's the other way around. Right, because.
1: movies are more popular during. Republican presidencies and vampire movies are more popular during Repo- uh, Democrat
0: presidents. It's because often movies kind of reflect a kind of push against cultural mores. Yeah. Usually, the exception being after 9-11, everything became stupidly patriotic for the next 10 years yeah, yeah. because, you know, America lost its mind. Yeah. Rightfully so, maybe, but, you know. Just
1: related to cultural mores. So for way, sure. Positively or
0: negatively. Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. Any other questions?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to mention the music round, obviously, because, um, yes, because it's always fun to listen Paxman Mm -hmm. try and read verbatim lines from pop songs. Yeah, you
1: can see that frown on his face, like, what even is music
0: nowadays? Yeah, what is this nonsense? But it was an interesting theme where it's um, uh, from albums which are not capitalized, where it's all lowercase, which Mm -hmm. is a really fascinating trend. And you can tell it was all very recent uh, songs, because I think it's... Mainly uh, artists who are either Gen Z or their main target audience is Gen Z. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, like Mariana uh, Grande, Billie Eilish.
0: XX. I can't remember. I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And Olivia Rodrigo. Sure, showing our it.
1: age. <laughs>
0: Yes, I mean, although I have to say, I'm very proud that I recognize Olivia Rodrigo immediately. Yeah. I even mean, though I've not listened to uh, Driving a License in it's full.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I think it shows the certain absurdity and the chaos of Gen Z. Oh, for sure. great. I mean, again, it, the questions are really fun this time, so I enjoy
0: that. Yeah, speaking of fun, I really enjoyed the start of the second picture round. Mm-hmm. Because I sometimes forget just how disgusting naked mole rats are. Yeah, I don't know. And it's just every now and then because i go for so long without seeing them and then i see one go what is that
1: but it was for animals from the Pleistocene era
0: yes that have gone unchanged since
1: that's incredible how old uh, the naked mole rat is uh, Mm. to other animals like the honey badger um, who knew how ancient these creatures are
0: actually that's true the honey badger i think it's almost a perfect design for a small bag of pure rage (laughs) so yeah it's not surprising, it's not gonna change, but I mean, the most famous examples have been sharks who, yeah. which, that's basically the same design blueprint since before the dinosaurs. And
1: crocodiles
0: too. Crocodiles are basically unchanged since uh, their appearance as well.
1: Well, I mean, I can see how these tanks have survived. Oh, yeah, and these absolute units. are I mean, just so, so ugly that nobody wants anything to do with <laughs> it. That's how they
0: survive? Yeah, maybe. Actually, I think that's one of the survival things about Nicomorads. Their skins <laughs> are so loose, it's very difficult to pick onto. Oh. They're fascinating creatures. Do you know they basically are like little hive mind type things? Yeah, well, Whereas one queen And a like, harem of uh, Like males Okay
1: my skin is Crawling sufficiently Yeah Let's move on
0: They're very small as well Like yeah. super tiny
1: Great okay
0: Yeah I think that's enough Talking about questions And naked mole rats And making a skin crawl
1: And how about some stats From UC stats?
0: Oh don't make my skin Shiver with excitement <laughs> I guess
1: So this time around uh, Obviously a score of 50 to Coventry 230 to Cardiff mm. Um Coventry only 3 out of 14 starter questions correct. Oh wow. So that's, yeah, very much on the low side. Cardiff, on the other hand, 13 out of 20, so about 65%. Um, that's actually on, on, on one of the, the high sides. Yeah. Uh, teams that t- go on to do really well get something in the range of 60%. Yeah. Um, in terms of bonuses, actually Coventry did pretty well, 6 out of 9.
0: That's pretty good, yeah.
1: Um, and then C- Cardiff, 20 out of 39. So in terms of just percentage of questions... Coventry did slightly well. It's just that they they had a lot of drop points and not many starters to go. On.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That's why it's important to always look at you know the actual numbers as well as statistics because yeah. if you look at it and go, oh my god, uh, Coventry had a sixty uh, percent plus uh, rate on their bonus questions. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've not didn't have a lot of chances yeah, otherwise.
1: Exactly, but they they did manage to capitalize uh, where they could, so that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm glad to see that uh, the bonus rate for Cardiff is above 50%. Mm-hmm. So whilst it's not quite in the range that we tend to say is what we're looking for, for teams to do well in the future ones. Yeah. Um, but it's still, you know, sign that if they know how to tighten up the conferring a little bit more and maybe focus on the parts where they were maybe not as strong. Mm-hmm then I think they have a good chance of getting past the second round, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. But in any case, uh, I found that they were actually just fun to watch. Yeah. Because someone pointed out on Twitter, and I agree, it was really quite funny that uh, they got distracted answering a question because of how cute uh, the uh, southern bush hair is. Yeah, that's true.
1: That was
0: funny. Yeah, just like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, wait, we're actually doing a show. we're actually doing a challenge. Yeah, so I
1: think we are at the point of... Most important discussion of this whole episode.
0: Indeed, a point of no return, which is a very dramatic way of saying. We're now time to talk about the best stress. So best dressed
1: indeed.
0: So uh, as has become the norm, uh, now we I ran a Twitter poll, and let me tell you, um, I don't know what it was about this episode, but a lot of people had really strong opinions How about the stress. We got hundred and twenty-five votes.
1: That is, that's a lot of engagement.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm not I, used to. I mean, if you came here after interacting with that poll, hi, um, welcome. I hope you enjoy this. Yeah. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm not going to talk about say what the uh, what the poll says. Let's first do our uh, traditional countdown and then All say right. which one we went for. All right,
1: on the count of three: one, two, three. Both Revel Western. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay. So I chose Boku Western because he just had this old, timeless look. Uh, he came in with a full-out suit mm. and his hair.
0: His hair. I mean, you don't really need to do any more than just say his hair. It is fluffy. that beautiful kind of afro, which I... Believe went extinct in 78, so it's right. nice to see a resurgence of that.
1: So, you know, it wasn't just individual elements, it was like the whole thing. Whole it was the full package. Musical notes that came together, uh, different instruments coming together to create a symphony, that was what this look
0: was. Speaking of uh, instruments, um, someone on Twitter said that... Um, the Cardiff team looked like Rumours era Fleetwood Mac, and I couldn't unsee sure. that image. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly what we're seeing, that, that
0: vibe. Which would mean that, uh, yeah, Will is channeling a strong Mick Fleetwood uh, energy, which yeah. is, i sure.
1: So your pick was Herod?
0: No, uh, Revel. Oh, right. Uh, because,
1: I don't know. Yeah, Revel was, I liked her outfit.
0: It was just such a cute jumper, and I think also cool. um, the makeup that she put on as well was subtle but striking enough to where it really yeah. complimented the whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, she was great.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think it's just her very kind of lovely energy was kind of, I don't know, it just felt so nice to mm-hmm. see her on screen. I
1: know what
0: you mean. Although I have to say, once again, we have uh, two teams where people are really bringing their A game. It was I actually kind of difficult to choose uh, a best dressed. I
1: know, it was difficult this
0: time. Because, yeah, even on the other side we had... On yeah. our
1: polls as well, there was... Um... Quite a
0: split. Yes. So, actually, the winner of uh, our poll was Harrod with 41% of the vote. Oh,
1: incredible.
0: And then Revel came second with 26 mm-hmm. Uh Boko Western close behind with 23 ah, What a
1: surprise.
0: And Freeman, uh, uh, fourth with 10%, which, I don't know, I would have thought that uh, she could have gone a little bit higher. Yeah. I thought that her top was very nice. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, the Twitter mob has spoken really? and they've made their feelings uh, abundantly clear. Yeah. And... Um, we gotta respect it, I guess.
1: Well, we are happy to provide.
0: Indeed. So, uh with that out of the way, it's now time to talk about getting in touch with us.
1: <laughs> nothing else really. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was it. We have nothing else to plug. It's just, you know. Do you want to talk to us about well, anything really? Hear
1: about automotive journalism. So if you've got something to say about that, um <laughs> uh, please get in touch on Twitter where I I got that one. Or you can even drop us an email at
0: igtopodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, yeah, send us any uh, kind of thoughts, questions, opinions. No
1: death
0: threats, please. Yeah, we'd rather not. Um, <laughs> if you are currently taking part, as always, we'd love to, uh, you know, hear from you. Even if, uh, you know, it's just to say, you know, hey, we we like to listen or just, you know, tell us a bit more about your, uh, you know, your degree programs, because, I really want to know more about this automotive journalism
1: really keep, keep and
0: this news journalism. because. Hey, do
1: you want to hear about automotive journalism? I don't
0: know. Mm, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yes. So, so do you think automotive journalism covers just cars?
1: <laughs> I think it's time to wrap this up. So until next time.
0: It's goodbye from me. And
1: goodbye from me.
0: But is it just cars though? <laughs>